0: Forge, forging the Future, episode, Will and episode 7, episode you guys, seven. making it, we're getting out there, Yes, sir. hopefully next year we'll be on episode whatever, but hopefully we'll, they'll be in next year, <laughs> but we're, we're, we're chugging along, we're getting out there, forging the future, uh, if this is your first time listening, you've got six other episodes to catch up on, so mm-hmm. get to it, um, and definitely follow us, please follow us, we're having a good time here, we're having fun, uh, we do have a guest today, but before we get to the guests... As always, I just wanted to see how Jesus is doing. Jesus, what's up with I'm you, man? I'm awesome, dude.
1: Uh, it's a pretty good week so far. It started snowing today, which kind of sucks. Yeah. Like, we hadn't had
0: snow in the past. And it's, like, that chilly. Like, there's a mixture of ice in there, too. Yeah, so yeah. Not, not, not good at I mean, all. But, hey, we live in Michigan, bro. Yeah, that's, that's so, what it is. If you're that's not used to it, used to it. All right? <laughs> but, uh, so, wh- I mean, any plans for the weekend? Have you done anything fun recently? Or
1: No, I want to sign up. I want to sign back up for jiu That's probably what I'm going to do. Oh, saying. I didn't know you were into that. Yeah. No, I was for like a month, and then I okay. stopped. So I'm going to try to sign back up for that, but we'll see how that goes.
0: All right. Uh, well, why are you into that? What was going on? Are you trying to defend yourself, or are you just trying to do No, just
1: the art. Exercise like and all that? Yeah, it's a
0: good exercise, too. It's a lot of cardio. Cool. Mm-hmm. But uh, How about yourself? Uh, I'm not doing any cardio. I'm not doing any of that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I just found out a couple of weeks ago. I got, I got plantar fishitis, man. So now i got to stop the jogging. Yeah, jog you said in. that. Yeah. What is that again? So it's the, the tendons on the, on the bottom of the feet. They're, they're being inflamed. I'm getting old. That's all it is. So they're inflamed. So I wake up in the morning, and i got a lot of pain in my feet. And so I went to the doctor, and they said, cut some of the jogging. So now I'm cycling now.
1: It wasn't because you were sitting all day?
0: <laughs> it could be that. No, but it's just they, they said that's just something that happens. You get old, and some people get it. So and I, my dad does have it, so it's got to be genetics. Right. So... So it sucks, but well,
1: it's
0: you. what happens when you get old. Yeah. So I'm cycling a little bit now, and uh, maybe I'll get into uh, jujitsu. Ju- maybe <laughs> <laughs> we'll see what happens. But. all right. Well, that's it for introductions. Yes.
1: Well, today we have a very special guest, Logan. Um, you're the founder and president of Valo Media.
0: Yeah, I'm stoked to be on here, guys. Thanks for inviting me. Yeah, fine, we're very my, stoked for you to be here. So we appreciate question. you taking the time.
1: Ballo uh, is that is that a play on your first and last name?
0: Correct.
2: Yes, you're the first one that actually figured that out. Really? <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm impressed. All right, I, <laughs> no, I just, it just made sense.
2: Yeah, it used to be Van and Havel Studios, okay. which is number one at Nightmare to Say, number, one, number two a Nightmare to Spell. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it just wasn't getting searched ever, and I just... So I didn't. I didn't love spelling it out for people, mm-hmm. so yeah. I shortened it like a year ago.
0: So for those of you guys who are doing the search right now for this, it's V A L O Media. So Perfect. check them out. Yeah, yeah. All right, cool. You got any other questions, sissies? No. <laughs> uh, can you just talk a little bit about what Valo Media
1: does? What you guys are all about, and that sort of thing? Yeah. So Valo Media started
2: four years ago in 2019, and. Um, we started doing video. I've shot video for the last 10, 15 years. I've mm. always loved shooting video. I come from an action sports background. Okay. And so wakeboarding, snowboarding, skateboarding. I was that kid in high school that had the camera everywhere and was always making the videos on the weekends. Great. Right. Um, well, that turned into like more of a career back mm-hmm. in 2019 when I realized I could do it for a profession. I was an engineer right. for six years and uh, realized that I wanted to do video for like forever. Okay. So, I started shooting some videos, and um, and that formed Velo Media. And I, at that point, I was just doing, like, action sports stuff.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: But I realized that, like, people wanted weddings done, and then I started doing, like, more jobs for, like, gyms and fitness, and, like, it was right up my alley. I realized cool. that, like, this is definitely where I want to take it.
1: Right.
2: So that's where it was for probably the next three years. And recently, over the last year, we've branched out more, offering more services. So cool. um, I brought Nina on what, two, three months ago, and that helped me expand to, you know, she like redid the website. So when you guys are checking out the website, she was able to do that. She worked at a marketing agency for a few years before coming to Vail Media. So she had a lot of expertise of being kind of a jack of all trades, right? Mm -hmm. So that helped Bill Media offer more services, but we've always been very video heavy, but want to grow more into like a full-fledged marketing firm Nice. and offer everything.
0: All right. And my, my, my ears cut out right when you said it, so you'll, you'll forgive me, but you said six years of engineering?
2: Six years of engineering. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I worked at Johnson Controls doing automotive engineering. We built prototypes for auto shows yeah. and it was a sick gig. Yeah. It was really cool, actually. Um, got to run some really cool CNC machines and I've always loved building stuff with my hands. Right. Uh, went to school for it back in Wisconsin where I grew up okay. and moved to Michigan in 2014.
0: All right.
2: And, um, yeah, worked for them for about six years and then left in 2020, I believe.
0: That's quite a jump, though, from engineer to, to going into media. Huge
2: jump, yeah. yeah. I had a talk with a guy yesterday about how weird it is to go from typical engineer, math, yeah. geek, like, not very social to a very social creative industry, right? Yeah. Um, and I think that I... I realized that, like, the engineering that I was doing wasn't a typical, like, chemical, mechanical engineer. It was a prototype engineer. So, you had to be really creative thinking on the very beginning steps of how something was manufactured. Okay. And so, um, yeah, it was kind of the artsy side of
1: engineering. All right. Yeah, well, so so, you, Go ahead, man. So, you were wakeboarding, uh, and then you got sponsored by GoPro, right? Correct. How did that happen? To well, sponsored by such a big company like that?
2: Well, at the time, they weren't big. So, this was back in... I don't even know when they launched, maybe 20, 2010, or maybe before that. Um, but I was working at a cable park wakeboard. Do you guys know what a cable park is? Mm-mm. So imagine wakeboarding, <laughs> imagine wakeboarding, getting rid of the boat. So, and instead replacing the boat with like an overhead cable system. Okay. Um, is that cable pulling you then? or? Yeah. Okay. Exactly. All right. So you have like a guy driving the system that's pulling this like pulley back and forth. Okay. And then you just have like this floating skate park on the water. Okay. Um,
0: Never heard of that. Oh, yeah. It's all
2: right. pretty crazy. They have one in Hudsonville, which is, uh, if you guys ever want to check it out, Action Water Sports yeah, okay. or Action Week Park. Yeah. Um, but I grew up on the water, always weight boring, doing those action sports. So when I started to compete more, I looked at, you know, what kind of sponsorships can I get? What what was it, a, a board sponsor, a, like a life jacket or a vest company or a helmet company? And GoPro launched like a year or two before. So I was that was the only thing to film that was waterproof. Mm-hmm. So I was filming all my stuff with GoPro, and sure enough, I reached out for a sponsorship, and they ended up sponsoring me.
0: All right.
2: So that was really cool because then... It was like, all right, with this sponsorship, you, we hope that you deliver X amount of videos a week. And video wasn't that huge back then, but I just gravitated so much to it. And being able to film myself, mount the GoPro on my helmet, have my buddy film it you know, on a jet ski next to me, and not worry about it getting water damaged, that was just like, I consumed my life with that GoPro.
1: And that relationship that you had with GoPro, uh, as they grew, you also grew with your networking, and uh, you got to know a lot of other uh, industries as well right exactly so right now you work with ghost yep you work with zoa mm-hmm. um and other industries uh, did you think that uh, that initial relationship helped you in any way
2: yeah for sure um like i said i, I always consumed when i picked up video i consumed my life and what are these commercials what does it take to film commercials like this and what started on a gopro and then ended up being like a dslr and then you know now a cinema camera um yeah, my mind was always around where is this business going to go. It was really just a hobby at the time. Right. But once I started making a little bit of, bit of money for it, um, filming people in the action sports industries and then businesses involved in the action sports industries, I realized that I could make some money with it. Um, See, so yeah, that's that's kind of how that's kind of how the business came into what was once a hobby is, is now
0: on my career recently I, I can't remember I'm looking trying to look it up right now but on Netflix I believe it was I, I just recently maybe it was on Disney plus but um there was a documentary that I was uh, recently watching well, it was kind of a similar story this guy who got into uh, uh, kayaking whitewater oh, rafting yeah. that kind of a thing yeah. and he was very much into recording that kind of yeah. stuff him and his buddies are out there they're doing their thing and he got really into it they, they formed their own media company and, and so it's very interesting how exactly did you make all that line up? I, I kind of want to talk about your childhood. So you got in t- involved into the 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 action part of it. You got involved in sports and stuff like that. I mean, talk a little bit about that. How did you find out that okay, sports action? That's my thing right now. Uh huh.
2: Well, I was I grew up with like a dad that always was like get outside. You know, he had he supplied the dirt bikes. We were always up at the cottage. We grew up with a boat, water skiing. He was always water skiing. So. Sports, action sports specifically were right at my alley. And
0: you had mentioned that you, you grew up in Wisconsin. Wisconsin. What part of Wisconsin, if you so don't just, mind me asking?
2: Yeah, just south of Green Bay in okay. a city called Kakana. Okay. And so we we lived very close to a river that we put our boat in. What I feel like was every night we were down there water skiing, tubing, knee boarding, like anything you could think of. Right. Um, and so that was my whole childhood, okay. really, is between riding dirt bikes and doing water sports out on the boat. Like, that was it. I was into the team sports as well, but I definitely gra- gravitated to the
0: individual sports. All right. So, how did the media aspect of that get in, involved? How do you get into, hey, I want to record this kind of stuff, yeah. I want to get this on, on, on video. How did that get involved? How did you get involved in that?
2: Well, that might be my favorite part of the story. Yeah. Um, I realized that nobody could film me. Nobody was, everybody wanted to be wakeboarding, right? Um, Anybody at the cable park didn't want to be the guy on the side with the camera. So I realized that, like, when I landed a backflip for my first time, it was never on video. When I landed this trick or did this, nobody was ever filming it. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to take this into my own hands and just film myself, right? So that's why GoPro was so attractive to me because I could. I I didn't have to rely on anybody else to film it. Um, And so... I just, I realized that that piece was missing when I was in action sports that like, I want to be on video more and I want to showcase some of my skills and tricks and like document my process of crashing, 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 and finally landing this trick for the right. first time. Right. Um, and so that's kind of how the love of video came into it as I realized that, listen, if nobody else is going to video myself, me, I don't know.
1: So then you start doing that for your friends as well. Like yeah. you start recording them. You exactly. Never charge them at all.
2: Not right away. There was years that I would just like make videos because I love to do it. Right, and and I'm a huge believer that like, listen, if you love to do it enough, you'll do it for free forever. Right, you know. And
0: And was it around this time then that you got sponsored by GoPro? Yeah, there was about a year of
2: filming myself just with the GoPro before I got sponsored by them.
0: Okay. Yeah. And and so why did you go straight into just, you know, continue to do that, make that a career? What happened there that you went from that to now become going to school for engineering? I mean, how does that happen?
2: Well, I realized that. Nobody was paying a ton of money for <laughs> these GoPro videos right. when I'm 16, 17 years old. And yeah. I realized I, I sucked at high school. I graduated high school with a 1.4 GPA. Oh. just snuck by.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: And um, I didn't know what I was going to do for a career. Okay. You know, everybody else was taking their tests and going to college and, like, getting into these schools. And everyone else was moving away from Kakana. Yeah. And I'm like... Dude, what am I gonna do with my life? That like I'm excited about. It? I need to be excited about it. Yeah. I can't do something for the money. Yep. And so then, always building, you know, being in a dirt biking and BMX, I always built the jumps. Like we'd run them Nards and get all the two by fours and plywood, and we build these jumps. And I always knew I loved to build things with my hands. Okay. So I went to the local tech school and I took this like acuplacer that really showed that I loved, reconfirmed, not showed, yeah, reconfirmed that I love to build stuff in my hands. And they were like, you should do the prototype design, like engineering program. I think that'd be really good for you. Yeah, So I'm like, well, that sounds cool. And like, I'll make some money and like, I'll be able to be really good at it. And it was like first day of college. I'm like, this is exactly what I want to do. Okay. So when video wasn't an option at that time, going to film school wasn't even a thought to me because I, I didn't ever really want to do like movies necessarily I always wanted to stick more in like the action sports so when I saw that I could build something with my hands and do more engineering and building I thought that that was more of a career than like shooting a movie okay
0: and and we're talking about right after
2: high school you go into college then exactly yeah that was a two-year two-year program (laughs) out
0: of Green Bay at NWTC all right and I find it very curious you said you didn't do too well in high school but you're going into engineer I mean that's uh, math Right, so how 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 did you how did you do with all of that kind of stuff? I get the hands on. You 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 already kind of gravitate towards that, but now you got to actually add in the education portion of that. Right? How did you Um, do with that?
2: Well, I sucked at the core classes for the like English and all those other classes, but I killed it on like the machining. And the program was so weird, and that's why I think I gravitated to it. It wasn't a lot of classroom time. It was a lot of here's how you run a machine. Here's how you paint a part. Here's how you print with, like, 3D printers. Right. It was all that hands-on stuff, and that's, like, the exact way that I learned. Okay. So it was nice because... Like, I'm the worst at tests. I can't read a book. <laughs> yeah. I, I can hardly read. Yeah. I can't read a book and then take a test. on it. I just don't learn. That way I learn by pushing buttons on a machine or physically doing it myself yeah. and, and messing up time after time until I get it perfect.
1: And no. then eventually you left Wisconsin, which mm-hmm. you said everybody was doing, uh, and you yeah. came here to Grand Rapids. Yeah. Why Grand Rapids? So— One of my other
2: hobbies at the time was automotive. I loved working on my car, just like every 16-year-old boy does, right? Uh And um, I realized, okay, what do I want to do? Not me, by the way.
0: No? (laughs) No. I was not hands-on at all (laughs) growing up. My father was very hands-on. That was his thing. Yeah. Uh, My my brother kind of got into it with him. That was kind of their bonding thing, and they'd get me out there. And as soon as I get grease on my hand... I was like, nope, Really? <laughs> this ain't for me. No, no, no. That's I did right. not enjoy those things. <laughs> <laughs> all right. lost well, speak for myself. <laughs> but there you go.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, so I wanted to be in the automotive industry just because I was interested in it when I was 18. Yeah. So I thought, all right, well, I'm going into this engineering industry. What can I do engineering for? And when I thought of – we had these – we had these companies come in to do the, like these mock interviews so we could get used to it before we went out into the real world. Mm-hmm. And Johnson Controls out of Holland, Michigan, was one of those mock interview people, okay. right? And it was known that they did a lot of like in, uh, internships for our program. So I did a mock interview my first year at NWTC, first out of two years. And somebody like the second year student got the internship. And I was like, dang it, I'm going to, I'm going to make all my projects now around automotive. So next year when I interview for that internship, I'm going to get it because all my projects and all my work will show that I'm interested in the automotive industry. So I committed the next year to um, focusing all my projects, all my schoolwork toward the automotive industry, interviewed for that, got the internship. So that's what made me move over to Holland, Michigan. And that was a three-month internship in 2014, I believe it was.
0: Yeah. So you leave your family, move to Holland. Was that a big change? I mean, I don't know how similar. I've never heard of the city you're from. So, Right, yeah. <laughs> exactly. I mean,
2: it's a small city.
0: Okay. It's a very small and city. And Holland is not huge. So. Right. Yeah.
2: And I, I mean, I'm the youngest of four. And okay. the other three, it was teacher, nurse, firefighter, and then engineer, right? And so everybody was in the hometown. I think the furthest one was like Milwaukee, which is like an hour and a half. Away. Okay. Uh, but everybody was staying near. And of course... I have to like. You're the one I leave. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> well, I got to do something different. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I, I don't know. I, I had some friends still in Wisconsin, but I had no problem with adventuring out, moving to a new city, and just. Figuring it out. And when I saw that, you know, they had a cable park in Grand Rapids, I was like, yeah, I'm definitely taking this
0: job. My wife currently, uh, she finished her first, so she got her first um, diploma, associate's degree. Um, She's going in for social worker. And Mm -hmm. one of the biggest challenges she was facing were these core classes that you had mentioned earlier, where she was like, I don't need these. I don't need these classes. I Mm -hmm. just want to go in for social work. I just want to focus on that. And I do find that, uh, not to, to knock... The U.S., but I do find that education system here in the U.S. is is kind of funny, like that, where they're forcing you to take these classes. You're like, I'm never going to use this in my career, for sure. Um, So you're going back to those college days. What? What motivated you to stick with it? And You said it was about a two-year program then? Yeah. Okay, what motivated you to go ahead and finish? I, I like to bring these things up because some of our listeners, uh, this is really about how people get their business started, how they stay motivated, how they get And I want you to be able to inspire those people sure. who are maybe in that process right now. What exactly motivated you to keep going and finish those core classes? So I'll
2: answer that. But the first point I want to make is mm-hmm. that I think those core classes, even if it's not about the information, it's teaching you how to pay attention and learn for something that you're not like awesome. interested in. Right. Right. And I think that's a really core thing. Not everything in life is going to be interesting to you. Right. But for you to show up to something that you're not excited about or that you don't naturally get, I think it teaches you a lot to like get into a routine and figure out how to learn the hard things. Wow. Right. Right. So that's number one. Yeah. Um, what was the actual question? What, what, what motivated you to keep going, to finish? Um, well, number one, it was kind of my only option. Yeah. Right? Why was uh, that your only option? Well, I, I, didn't have, I didn't have the grades or the education to back up doing yeah. a different program. It okay. was the first thing really career-wise that excited me.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, and so I was nervous that, man, if I don't make this engineering thing work... Like something I'm gonna else. just be skipping jobs every year yeah. until I figure it out, and then I'm gonna be 35. Yeah. And like I just didn't want to do that. I want. I've always been the kind of person that like listen. If I see any bit of interest in it, I am 100% blocking everything else. Out. Okay. And that's exactly what this engineering thing was. Is I saw that I was not only loved to do it, but I was good at it. And I mean, when you're good at something, especially when it's in school, and you you realize you worked. I guess I could say I didn't really work that hard in high school. I was more messing around. But what came so hard to me in high school now came so easy to me. And I was getting good grades and, like, I was doing awesome projects and I was having so much fun with it that um, it really just comes down to finding exactly what you love in life. And and the only way to do that is to try everything. Now, were you still doing videos
1: on the side while you were in college?
2: Yeah. um, I let up a little bit in college. Just because that kind of consumed a lot of my time. Obviously, summers we were still wakeboarding, we were still doing, you know, in winter we were still snowboarding, but kind of let up just because I knew that the engineering thing was going to be my career at that point. So, from high school, when you have a lot more time and the weekends and everybody's there, well, now everybody moved away from Kakana, so I didn't have a whole lot of people to shoot the videos with. So, that's kind of why I focused more on the engineering
0: for For those few years. All right. So you moved to Holland, Michigan. Yeah. You worked with this company for six years in engineering. What gets you back into the media that you love six years before that, right? Yeah. So
2: it was a slow process. My love for video never faded. I just had other things, other hobbies. You know, obviously my career in in engineering to take my mind off. Mm -hmm. However, I realized that man, I'm making some good money what do I want to spend this on? Mm-hmm. Right? Because I'm not saving that. Right. You know, so I go, what do I want to spend it on? And I was watching a lot of Peter McKinnon at the time. If you're in the video industry, you know him. He's like one of the biggest YouTubers. Okay. And he does a lot of like tutorials and he had this camera. It was a 1DX Mark II. It was made by Canon. Mm-hmm. And I always watch his videos. And I'm like, man, that is the next step. I always had these fisheye GoPros that like, were cool, but I watch these wakeboard films and Red Bull films. I'm like, what is the difference between the GoPro and something else? And it was that DSLR it was the shallow depth of field. Mm-hmm. It was everything that went into um, making those films. I wanted, I wanted to buy. Mm-hmm. So I just dropped a few paychecks on the One DX Mark II, my dream mm-hmm. camera, and the lenses and the drone and like whatever I wanted. And right. I'm like, cool. Now I'm set up. I don't have an excuse that that my gear is holding me back. Okay. I have the creative eye for it, but... I
0: don't mean to interrupt you, but were you still doing a lot of the sports stuff here in Holland now? What did you pick up when you got over here? Are you still doing the the wakeboarding? Yeah. uh, Yeah. So
2: because they had a wake park in Allendale, it was, um, and now moved to Hudsonville, but it was like a very smooth transition. I went from filming wakeboarding in Wisconsin to now number one, filming wakeboarding in in Michigan, but Mm -hmm. two, finding a whole group of friends very early on. Right. So that was really cool to be able to have these friends that were comfortable, that were doing these tricks that I could just transfer right over and now film all these guys. So yeah, very heavy in the wakeboard industry. I had a really good friend that I was working with at the time, Jordan, that he bought a new car. It was a Focus ST and he did like the air ride. He lowered it, put the wheels on it, wrapped it. Like it was so cool. So that's kind of what, Ignited that spark of filming in the automotive industry, okay. and so we would shoot photos and videos of his car on the weekends and after work. So
0: now back at back home in Wisconsin, are you guys on the lake on Lake Michigan? No. Okay. We Kokano
2: is about an hour from from Lake Michigan. Okay. Um, but if you know Wisconsin, it's kind of like. I hate to say the thumb because it's such a Michigan thing, but it's kind of in, <laughs> yeah, yeah. in the thumb where like Green Bay hits, okay. you know, the bay of, you know, okay. I was like Michigan.
0: So when you come to Holland, are you on Lake Michigan doing all this stuff, or are you finding the? Um, no, the, okay. the wakeboarding kind of stuff is happening in Allendale. Okay, um, and that's really
2: the only place that we're doing it. We're shooting the car, you know, anywhere, but yeah. It took a while till I got out on Lake Michigan, but never really shot video on Lake Michigan until this last summer, and that was like a charter fishing company, or it was called Great Lakes Gear. They had, did like all outdoor gear, and we went fishing on Lake okay. Michigan. But.
0: So you come out here to Holland. You're you're doing, you're you're an engineer. You're doing the job. Mm-hmm. This is kind of a hobby you're on the side. Meeting right. new people, meeting friends. Yep. Recording them. Still on your GoPro pro for a little while. Exactly. And so then you see this guy on YouTube, and you're like. That's what I want to uh-huh. do. I want to get into that. <laughs> so then you start investing money, yeah. right? Yeah. And so one of the biggest things for me when it comes to doing what you love, mm-hmm. um, and in your case, it's a little different, right? Because you, you did love engineering. right? And, you know, there's some people who they want to do what they love, but they don't really understand the process. So sometimes you got to do something that you really don't love to get where you want to get. Right. Mm-hmm. So you're taking this money from engineering. You're investing it into something you truly love. Oh, yeah. Right. And then from there, now you're, you're making your dreams come true. Exactly. Right.
2: Yeah. Um And it was exciting. It, it was cool. It's not the typical route, right? Yeah. A lot of people that start their own business, man, I just, I hate the nine to five. I hate the job. I hate the boss. I hate yeah. the everything that I'm doing. I just want to do my own thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I can't do this anymore. I just want to like quit. Yeah. And I wasn't like that. I loved my boss. I loved the people that I worked with. I loved the actual job that I was doing, which made it such a harder transition when Mm -hmm. I ended up quitting it. Mm It's because I'm like, man, I have a good here. Am I making a mistake? Is this video thing going to be just a hobby for a few years? But I realized that when I look back, I mean,
0: I was shooting video forever. So I realized
2: that that hobby or that that really lifestyle of shooting video wouldn't change or that wouldn't fade. So I knew that that was the right route. And
0: now financially speaking, you know, engineering, for the most part, they make pretty good money. For sure, right. So being able to step away from that, understanding, you know, it's not always about the money, right? So you don't want to just do something because of the money. And so in in your case, you're stepping away not only from something that you did love, Mm -hmm. you're also stepping away from that financial stability into something that you're kind of like, I don't know what's going to happen here, but I really love this thing. Yeah. Talk a little bit about that and how, I guess I, I just want to understand the mentality. To me, that's brave. I mean, that's really brave. I have a hard time with change. Yeah. So how do you make that step and say, yeah, I'm going to do this? Well, first off, I love change. Yeah. I love the... Well, that helps.
2: <laughs> and I think that that's what makes me a business owner is loving that process of being uncomfortable because I know that there's growth on the other side of being uncomfortable, right? Yeah. Um, but at the time... So I dragged my high school girlfriend, well, college girlfriend, over here to live with me, and um, she was from Wisconsin as well. Okay. And she was having a hard time finding a job, and I had this engineering career, like, perfect path. Like, I was like, cool, I'm going to be an engineer forever. Right. And then her being so stressed out that she couldn't find, you know, her dream, her career, her path What was she trying to get into at the time? She went to school for corporate wellness. Okay. And so she wanted to do something wellness wellness. Okay. You know? And she just couldn't find it. Mm -hmm. Nothing was clicking. The jobs just, like, were kind of turnover. And I approached her one day, and I was like, I think I'm going to quit engineering. (laughs) And she's just like, are you kidding me? It was so easy for you. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) What do you mean? But I think anybody that knows me, like, knows that that's not uncommon for me to just be like, I'm going to make a life switch and just do this totally different thing. Okay. Um, you know, it's just, it's never been about the money. I, I wasn't the only real, the only reason I was excited about the engineering job, like the money I made is because it supplied me the camera equipment. Like if the camera equipment was free, I would not have cared if I made $10 an hour at that engineering job. I I just had to pay my bills. Um, money is just the last thing that matters to me. I, I, I love just living life, like buying whatever equipment or doing whatever hobbies or pursuing whatever passion you have it's just so much important than having dollars in your bank
0: account yeah
1: so I, you start I, if, sorry yeah. uh, so you start your business who was your first big client
2: title boxing club was probably my first okay, one yeah. and familiar with them yeah they're a franchise uh And so I I just went in there and was like, hey, I'd love to do a video for you guys. That's kind of how the whole thing started is I would go into businesses, I would shoot a video of like a fitness class or I'd go into a bar and say like, let's make a cocktail and I'll I'll shoot a video of it. And that really, I found a lot of success in that of that people were interested in that you did it for free. They had nothing to lose. You shot the video, you edited it, turnaround Mm -hmm. time was still like that night because I'd stay up through the night, edit it and they'd Mm -hmm. see something the next morning. Um, so not only did it show that like, man, I love to do this. I'm good at it. I have a quick turnaround rate. Um, but yeah, it, you know, doing, doing title boxing club really helped me develop that business and just dealing with clients, um, and finding a new love of like doing fitness. Right. I came from an action sports background and I did a few wedding videos and like wedding videos, like they were so slow and like. Your creativity is a little bit yeah. limited, right? <laughs> so then you got into the fitness industry and you're like, oh, cool. This is that high action I get from wakeboarding, snowboarding, of yep. people that are like just pumped up. High action, right. fast, camera movement, stuff like that. Well, so. so
0: going back to his question. So you go from, okay, I bought the camera. I've got the stuff. Mm-hmm. Do you just go right into it? You quit your job and just get right into any kind of media? What exactly, are, I mean, do you have a plan? Do you have, okay, I'm going to stick with engineering for a little while, see how it goes here. What exactly did that look like? So in the beginning of 2019, I told my wife,
2: like, I think I want to leave
0: Okay. You know engineering. Now this is the college girlfriend. Yeah, exactly. Now wife, okay. Yes. Right. Yeah, yeah, now wife.
2: Right. <laughs> yeah. um, and she's, you know, I told you her response. Yeah. And she's like, man, you just kind of switch your mind. Sometimes you get into these weird hobbies for yeah. a little bit. And I said, all right, here's what we'll do. I will commit one year... I'll commit all of 2019 and I will work as hard as I do in my engineering job yeah. on my video thing. I'll okay. work 40 hours both places. I'll okay. work 80 hours, right? Okay. And if I don't replace the engineering's salary mm-hmm. by the video stuff, mm-hmm. then I won't leave. In one year? In one year. Okay. Working full-time as an engineer. Okay. And that was my commitment okay. that I made to it. Okay. And I said, if we get to the end of 2019 and, and I'm making, you know, no money with this thing, it doesn't matter who I'm working with, I need to replace my salary. And that's okay. going to That's gonna um, give me that ability to quit my job.
0: Is this the beginning of 2019? Then that you're making this? Okay. Yeah.
2: So I did. I set out and I got Title Boxing Club in January of 2019. Okay. Started doing all of their stuff and got on a monthly retainer with them. So that really helps. Oh my god, that's pretty quick.
0: Cool, like there goes 25% of what I had to make because I can just do it on this client alone. Walking into Title Box, and what is your vision, though? Like, are you going in there, hey, I want to shoot a commercial for you, or hey, I want to get some some media stuff for TikTok or whatever it is. What exactly is that? Okay.
2: Yeah, I was... I never, I still struggle this day of putting a lot of message behind my videos. And that's something I'm really focused on this year of doing is building more of like emotion and and meaning behind these videos. At that time, I was just, it was a wakeboard thing. I wanted to showcase people doing cool things and people love to see that with all the social media, quick, Mm -hmm. short form videos. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of what I pitched to them as I filmed, you know, an event or whatever it was, a class and he loved it. And he's like, could we get four videos a month. And I got lined up with him and, um, and that filled a lot of my time. So that was that was cool, and then I just kind of scaled that to other companies.
0: Now, would you say that was luck? Because for you to walk in, here is this guy, and he, I, I know title box. I mean, they've got quite a few gyms right? So, for sure. so he's a successful guy, and yeah. then you got this kid coming in and say, right. "Hey, I want to shoot some stuff for you. Let me get a chance in here." I mean. How exactly did you convince them to do that?
2: Yeah, it's a lot of luck and trial and error. Yeah. I mean, there was eight people before that that didn't work out. Right. You know, there was car dealerships that I'm like, I'll take pictures of all your new cars and new videos and okay. I'll like videos of them or whatever. And I'll help you sell all your cars on the lot. So okay. I did that. I'm like, that didn't work out. Okay. I went into a few bars and that didn't work out. And right. went into restaurants. That didn't work out. So. You know, when I say the story of, hey, I decided to commit myself to it, and the first person I walked into gave me a monthly contract, it's just not how it
0: was. Okay, so there was some failure before that. Oh, for sure. Okay. But
2: it was very quick failure. I mean, it was two weeks of trying 10 different people and all failures, and then I finally got Title Boxing Club. Sweet. So I was extremely committed to let's... Not only pick one industry, but let's hit a bunch of people in one industry.
0: All right. So you're, you're focused now on sports, right? Yeah. So you go into there, you're, you're shooting their stuff, you're getting it done, mm-hmm. you're getting paid. Yep. You said it was about 25% of the salary right there Yeah. making up for that 2019 goal that you're looking for. Exactly. All right. So what's the next step in that then? What, what do you go to after that? So
2: now that we're on a monthly retainer with Title Boxing Club, that was January, February, March. Okay, March comes around, and we're in a good relationship. We're creating consistent videos, um, and Corporate Title Boxing Club reaches out and says, "Hey, we want to do. We want to use you to do videos for like our corporate thing that we can give to all of our companies around the country." Mm. I was like. Heck, yeah, That's right. awesome. <laughs> I love that. Right? And so that naturally came with a much larger budget. Okay. So that filled that other 25%, which now put
1: me at 50%. Okay. Is and
0: this
1: we, all... Go oh, ahead. I'm sorry. sorry. So Was sorry. that just you, or did, did you already have a team, by the way, just that just you
0: So you're just recording. Me. You got your camera. You're recording. Yep. You're piecing it together. You're editing. You're doing the sound and all of that? All of it. So all when did it. you decide that I need more people? Just... I mean, I wanted another person for probably
2: the better half of a year and a half to two years yeah but i was working out of my home i didn't have an office space i tried with a local photographer ivan and um we were just working out of my basement and i had enough work to keep him busy but um we just didn't work out he his head was in a different industry he liked doing more like fashion kind of stuff and just didn't align too much with the brand okay so then he left, and I sat another probably six months by myself in my basement thinking, like,
0: man, I, I'm
2: buried with work. I need to get
0: somebody else that'll help me with you. Well, yeah, you're doing 40 hours of engineering at the same time, exactly. right? Exactly. So, yeah. I mean, I got to admit. And is it just you and your wife? No kids or anything, right? Right. Okay. Right. So, just, I mean, that helps out, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, See, I was it was frustrating knowing that I needed somebody, but working from my basement and then my garage and just trying to find that consistent place to work out of with a dog at home and a wife, you know, she was a teacher, so she is a teacher. So being home in the summer it was like, man, it's just so much distraction around the house. Yeah. So I met um Kyle well, I did a job for a tequila brand called El Bendino. And That was at Berlin Raceway, and I met Kyle, the owner of Sipshine, this local moonshine brand. Oh, we
0: just met with Kyle from Sipshine last ago. Two weeks ago,
2: we did one with him, so that's awesome. So we got talking, (laughs) and he wanted to know more about Velo Media, and I said, man, I'm just really looking for an office space. I need to get out of my house. I need to hire somebody, and I just can't out of my house. And so in September of last year, I moved into the same floor as them so now Bell Media has an office space like right next to Sip Shine so that gave me the ability to put up a job posting look for a videographer interviewed a lot of them a lot of guys that wanted to shoot video but mainly did photo and it's just nobody really clicked Nobody clicked where I'm like, man, I trust this person with my business 100%. They're on brand. They, they see the vision. They're willing to invest. They're not just showing up at 9 o'clock, you know, wanting to go home at 5 o'clock for that paycheck. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just time and time again, interview after interview. And I'm like, I don't know how to interview. Mm-hmm. I'm, like, I've never done it before. So it was that process, too, of like, am I doing something wrong? Am I asking the wrong questions? What am I doing to keep people from working from Vail Media yeah. with Vail Media? And so then, um, when I interviewed with Nina, I knew I knew of Nina because I did stuff in the fitness industry with mm-hmm. SweatNet, which is this community of of you get this membership and you go to all these different gyms. And um, I did a video for them, mm-hmm. and so I knew Nina launched a yoga mat company okay. uh, and was one of the sponsors or had a, a little pop up at one of the the SweatNet events. Mm-hmm. And so I knew that she was in the fitness industry. I knew that she ran her own business. Mm -hmm. And when she applied for the job, I was like, all right, there might be something here. She gets it. She she understands. Yeah. So then we interviewed and I was like, yep, whatever you want, you're in. I I need it. Yeah. So
1: you said that Nina brought like the strategic aspect of things to mm -hmm. your business, right? mm Yeah. What exactly uh, is Nina taking care of in in regards to your business? A lot. She helps me focus on
2: just creating vision, uh, video Mm -hmm. and, um, man, everything that distracted me, everything of like managing people's social media. So she, she schedules posts. She's a great person to like brainstorm on ideas of, Mm -hmm. all right, we have to do this cocktail series. How do we shoot it? What's the meaning behind it? She keeps me on brand for all of the videos that we shoot. Mm -hmm. Um, She's really good at managing like client relationships. Um, She, she just does all of the work that like I didn't want to do. And right off the bat, I thought, all right, well, I need a video editor, but now you're doing all this other stuff. Well, that helped me just focus on the video and okay. not have to do all that other stuff so it did free up my time but it didn't give me another video editor so that's yeah. currently what we're looking for right now.
0: now nina is is in the studio today <laughs> i don't know why is she not why is she not on the mic but uh nina I don't, they can't hear you i am interested uh, the education aspect did you come from education I'll, I'll repeat for everybody to hear what you say but did you come did you go to school for that
1: I did. I got a bachelor's in um, uh, advertising and marketing, but then I actually went on and switched industries, got a master's in health and wellness management. Worked in corporate wellness for a couple of years, yeah. started my brand, um, and wanted to get back into the marketing and branding side of stuff. So okay. that's what
0: brought me to Logan. And I know Jeff and Spencer want to choke me right now because they're like, that's just a bunch of airspace. <laughs> she did go to school, by the way. Okay. <laughs> she did go to school, for those of you who can't hear it. She did go to school for that. So you come in. So Nina comes in. Mm-hmm. She fills in that gap for you. Yeah. I, I kind of want to, because she, she, she has education that backs her part up. You're doing the editing and everything. Where did you learn how to do those things? Where exactly did you pick that up? YouTube. Yeah. University
2: of YouTube. Okay. Um, I when I committed to that full-time doing the video thing back when I was doing the engineering thing, okay. I committed to not watching TV. Yeah. I, I didn't I didn't want to waste any time on consuming anything that I could spend learning. Right. And so I watched YouTube videos every single night. Wow. At work, podcasts of how to shoot better video it was nonstop of like that was my education twenty four seven whether it was in my years listening or watching YouTube videos or in the field practicing this stuff that's my whole education so I don't have a degree in in film or anything like that I just learned everything off YouTube and
1: trial and error. Is that why you started your own YouTube to teach people as well how to chew and edit and that sort of thing
2: exactly yeah I wanted to figure out another way to not just film my time but also test another whether it was a stream of income, a different way to get clients, uh, a different audience to reach. And I knew that I had some skills that I spent so much time learning mm-hmm. hours, hours, days of watching YouTube, mm-hmm. that now possibly I could insert my personality into all these skills and hopefully make it a fun learning educational platform for people that wanted to learn video.
0: Me and his Jesus, we, we, we both work with a staffing agency, Forge Industrial Staffing. Um, so we come from that type of background. Um, where we we do go out and we kind of educate people and and, and trying to teach them look school's not for everybody we mm-hmm. understand that yeah. not everybody loves college not and they're I'm not knocking it I went to a university Jesus, I, I don't know if you you know you're doing some college right yeah. Nina comes from that kind of background great mm-hmm. but then you've got people who don't come from that that do not want to have that right and so we're, we're living in a generation nowadays and I think you're the perfect example. Is, there is no excuses, right? Yes. Why well, can't I can't do this because I don't have enough money to go to school? Well, there's no can, excuses, you anything. right? You can learn it all online. Yeah, you can, you know, you just got to find the the motivation, the time, yep. and, and the dedication to do it. And I think you're the prime example of that. Well, and like you said, you got to find the time for it. Everybody has the time. I don't yep. care how busy
2: you are. Yep. You put it in your ears when you're doing. You're cleaning the house. You're working at your job. Yep. You you watch your video. I, I think that people not having the time is like the worst excuse in the well,
0: world. And I people think have the time. for those people who do say that, but then you got to th- start prioritizing what is important to me. In your yeah. case, you said, you know what, watching TV and filling my head with nonsense isn't, isn't valuable to me. Yeah. So I'm going to cut that out so I can make time for these other things. And so I think that is important for some people. You know, if you don't have the time, we'll find it. For There's sure. no excuse. For sure. And college is a great route for no, social sure. people. Yeah, yeah. It
2: develops social skills. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It gets you in a perfect path. It typically, traditionally, will promise you a job after the after the four years. Yeah. It's less and less likely now. Yeah. Yeah, you yeah. know. But with social media, with um, YouTube, with all these different ways to learn, and I'm a very visual learner, so that's why YouTube works so well for me. Yeah. Um, it just it allows people to learn their own way. My wife's a high school teacher now. Mm-hmm. And she's realizing that people just learn different ways. Some people learn by reading books. Some people learn by listening. Some people learn by visually seeing, watching videos. Some people learn by doing it with their hands. And mm-hmm. I just, I hope that we can come to a time in life where there's education, however you want to learn the yeah. perfect way. If you want to become a, a, a doctor, there's a way that you can learn your exact style of learning because yeah. books aren't for everybody. Right. It's not right. how people,
0: it's not how everybody consumes information. Yeah. Uh, I'm just curious. Where's your uh, wife teaching out of? Hudsonville. 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 High. Okay. All right. Yeah. I come from an education background. That's what I went to school for. I wanted to be a teacher and then maybe a psychologist. Yeah. And, and then I just stuck with Ford. A substitute <laughs> for a while? I was a substitute for a little while. So um, Hudsonville, I did, uh, I was a uh, a building manager out of the Holland Public Schools. Cool. Um, and I did a little bit of preschool teaching. Sweet. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's interesting. I always find that interesting when I find somebody else who's in there. <laughs> could you still do that part-time? Do you have that qualification or whatever to do? No, there? I would have to go back to school. Okay. Um, so I was only, I only really qualified for teacher assistant and substitute teacher. Okay. That's all I really, and so I went, decided to go back to school so that I could further my education yep. and, and get into actual teaching, get an actual career out of it. And that's actually when I came to Forge Industrial Staffing, I did it part-time here and mm-hmm. I was going to school. And then I found out, oh, man, I can make money at Forge Industrial Staff. And so let me just stick with this. For sure. And I fell in love with it. I really, I mean, it's still education. I'm still educating people. And I yeah. I really do like what I do here. So.
2: I have a question for you guys. Yeah, go ahead. For Forge. What kind of background do you guys get as candidates that come to Forge looking to be placed at jobs?
0: So like I said before, when it comes to, there are certain people who do not want to go to a university, who mm-hmm. do not want to go to college. And that's perfectly fine, you know. Yep. A lot of the industries here in the United States do not require a university or a college degree. Mm-hmm. All right. And, and we talk about, you know, automotive industry. We're talking about that kind of stuff where you're on a line. We need those people. We need those people. And they're people who are perfectly happy with that kind of career. They're perfectly stable when it comes to those types of career. Yeah. And so we kind of fill in that part of it. You know, there's kids who come in out of college who, or excuse me, high school who don't know what they want to do yet. Yep. And so we're, we're kind of like, like what you said when it came to those core classes. Mm-hmm. It kind of just gives you a foundation. Okay, what do I want to do? And so we do see a lot of kids coming out of high school into Forge Industrial Staffing, trying to figure out what they want to do. Um, we have some people who may be coming out of retirement. Mm-hmm. You know, and they they're trying to figure out. Okay, what do I want to do? Um, and we really do consider Forge Industrial staffing kind of an entry level It's mm-hmm. a stepping stone.
1: It depends on the position too. Yeah. I mean, some are entry level,
0: mm-hmm. others are not. Like, yeah, well we do drivers, have like skilled positions: Ford lift drivers, CNC operators, yeah. that sort of thing. But yeah, I do find ourselves quite often educating people and say, maybe this isn't something you want to do for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. And we understand it; we get it. But it's something where you can learn, you know, something out, out. You get something a out path.
1: of it to a long-term position a lot of the companies that we work with give them the opportunity to um train for certain things that they might want to go into in the future
0: yeah taking somebody like if you for example engineering you're in that that kind of industry where you're building things right Mm -hmm. and so we do have some people who want to get into that but they kind of need their in with the company For sure. or they maybe want to sit down and say, OK, do I really want to do this? Maybe I just do an entry level position and figure it out. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I really do enjoy what I do, you know, being able to sit down with people and be able to educate them on that and figure it out with them. I love it. I do. I really do.
1: So, Logan, back to you working with like these big clients, what is one of the most challenging things that you've faced? when, when working? What is
0: with? one of the biggest clients that you're working with right now? Kind of segueing off of that. I would say between
2: GNC, oh. you know, the nutrition company, wow, okay. um, and SipShine, I mean, SipShine's blowing up right now, yeah, so, yeah, and, and there's so much fun to work yeah, with, yeah. too, so between GNC um, and SipShine... Wolverine, we started working with more and more Wolverine worldwide out of Rockford. So yep. that's, that's a lot of fun. Okay. Um, but yeah, I would say those three take up most of our workload. All right.
0: And what, what is that the biggest challenge? I mean, you might, might not want to mention the name of the company, but, right. <laughs> um, man, what's
1: the biggest challenge? Like, is it come to an agreement on creative things, getting the story across their message across?
2: I think I have my own roadblock in my head that I have to consistently be, be pushing the quality and like what my videos do, whether that's views, whether that's engagement, whether that's the story that it tells, Mm -hmm. um, that's always something that I go back and critique my videos of. Was this in focus? Was this camera movement? Right. Um, I, I, just always analyze my own videos and, and realizing that if the client's happy at the end of the day, then, you know, we did our job. Yeah. So it's not a very clear answer of like, what, yeah.
1: what's how, the, how do you create a story with your content? Like there has to be a, like a step that you follow or process mm-hmm. that you follow to create that story that they're looking for.
2: Yeah. It comes down to like, what, what do we want the video to do? Mm-hmm. Right. Do we want it to just live on the website that we just showcase your brand? Well mm-hmm. then it has some, some bit of story, but mainly it's visual visuals, just showcasing the different products in action. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, but do we want to like sell emotion? Like you watch these Nike commercials, you watch Adidas commercials, and they have so much emotion into it. It's
0: really not about the the, the merchandise. Yeah. Exactly. exactly. I do love those commercials. Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. So really, it's just it's just finding like what do you want the end result to be, and how do we how do we make that happen?
0: And you find that out with the client then. So you t- sit down with them and say, "What is the message you want to exactly?" Relay? Okay. And that's kind of where.
2: I step aside a little bit and another way that Nina helps so much is she knows how to ask those questions. Okay. Of, All right. Sip shine is this moonshine brand, right? But we have Gannapique and we have coyote with sip shine. This, mm-hmm. these other two whiskey brands, what are the, what is, what is the story behind these brands? What are we developing? When we yeah. shoot this video, it's not going to be the same way we shoot sip shine as we shoot Gannapique and we shoot coyote. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so knowing that like Gannett Peak's a very cowboy out West whiskey and sip shines is very fun, flavorful moonshine. We shoot it a lot different, uh, down to the music, down to the, like the fonts that we use for the brand, brand guidelines. Um, So, yeah, it's just digging in and figuring out. And a a lot of these companies, a lot of small companies don't have that brand story yet. So it's trying to develop that story. You're digging in, asking the right questions. And that's something that Nina really, really brings to the table is she knows how to ask those questions and help develop that
0: brand identity. Okay. And how exactly do you then figure out the story? I mean... For me, I I find that very interesting. Right. Mm -hmm. So when you go from sports, you get sports, you understand sports. You know what you want to portray when it comes to sports. How do you piece a story together when it comes to sitting down with Sip Shine? I mean, do you know liquor? Do you know moonshine? Do you know those things? So how do you piece those stories together and try to relay that message out there? Um, it's tough. That's, I mean,
2: that's something we struggle with right now. And that's why we're getting right now. We're very product focused. We do a lot of shoots like at the bar with just building a cocktail so people can build it at home. Right. There's not a whole lot of story behind it. It's just more brand awareness. We are committing like this spring and summer into more of those brand videos where we do stylized shoots, where we showcase and connect with our clientele, where you're going to enjoy Sip Shine, how you're going to enjoy Sip Shine. Um, so it's, it's tough. We're in that process right now. And I think they're a, a great first client and we're dealing with that with GNC right now as well, of how to develop more stories that develop, or that showcase emotion and, and deliver more of a message. Right. And it just comes down to like more pre-production conversations about the brand of, of what are these intentional shots and scenes and people and like how we consume this product? Why are these in the video and what story is that going to tell? So it's just a lot of Back end work.
1: I really like the commercial you did for. I think it was for Nike that you filmed here in GR. That was you awesome. did a commercial for Nike. Just,
0: wow! <laughs> <laughs> it, it,
1: it, it was something that you posted on on one of your social media platforms. But the way there was nothing said. I think I don't think in mm-hmm. that entire video. It was just a video of a guy doing some workouts, and that the way that you just set that up looked awesome.
2: Yeah, that was my first test to deliver more of a story just through visuals. Okay. Um, because before I'd slap a song on it and it would just be a lot of quick cool shots and at the end of the video you're like sweet yeah. that, was, that was a cool football commercial or whatever yeah. it was but I don't know what to do with that yeah. and that commercial is more like it, it I wanted to just like deliver more emotion through that and that's why we shot it at like sunrise and we had him start you know on the streets and build his way up that parking alley or parking lot and then end up at, at the end of that parking garage like rooftop as the sun's coming up in grand rapids and it kind of shows like accomplishing something in the morning and all that stuff so that was my first stab at it okay. but many many more of more story-driven videos to come
0: through Velo Media. Where can we find that video for those who are listening who want to check it out? Yeah, it should be on
2: the website and on YouTube. I think probably YouTube Velo Media. Oh, yeah, I think that's where it was. Yeah.
0: So if I go onto YouTube, search Valo, yep, V-A-L-O. Yep. V-A-L-O M-E-D-I-A. V-A-L-O-M-E-D-I-A. I could find a bunch of your content there. Exactly. I'll and I'll then what's the, the website? teamvelomedia.com. Okay. Yeah, T-E-A-M-ValoMedia.com. so Sweet. Okay. Yeah. All right. well, I want to check some of this stuff out, man. I'm it's going to get better and better.
1: Yeah. yeah. I mean, already based on that, that was pretty cool. Um, the way that you were just able to piece that together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was also like,
2: I think a big reason that video did separate from some of the other ones that I just threw together was that Chuma, the talent in that video, um, he's a personal trainer that I've worked with time and time again. So I felt comfortable filming him, directing him. He felt comfortable on camera. And, uh, we had some conversations leading up of like, what do we want this video to tell? And so even just that little bit of three conversations about what do we want the video to be like really helped pull a story through that video. Nice. So it, it was a great trial to see like, all right, let's invest more of this pre-production time in developing stories. Cause it's going to pay off when we actually get on set and shoot. Nice.
0: Awesome. What's in the future? The future is
2: bright and big. <laughs> it's very bright and big. I feel extremely motivated right now. Um, you know, hiring that first employee is one of the hardest ones to hire. She made it not so hard. How long has she been with you with the company S- since Halloween? Oh, so this is fairly yes, yeah, like, recent. Yes,
1: yeah.
2: um, yeah, so in October, what two months, three months, something like that. So, so going you did
0: 19, 20, 21, and most of twenty-two all by yourself. Mm-hmm. Holy cow! Good yeah. COVID yeah through COVID too yeah that,
2: that was a little bit of the story that I did want to touch on of like leaving um, is there was a bunch of layoffs yeah. at Yanfeng and I was like man I almost hope I get laid off because I have an excuse so yeah. like cool I was going to do it anyway it's whatever um and I didn't get laid off okay. and I saw a lot of guys that I really enjoyed really good friends of mine <laughs> you were get laid get off layoff. and I'm like damn this guy's 52 almost yeah. getting to retirement and now he's got to figure out a new job to get him through the next right. few years um and so right after that, I
0: realized I was like,
2: "I'm done. I'm done with this. I made my money. I ended up making you know the salary replacement, and I put my two weeks in." In f- how far
0: into 2019 did you get before you make? Made that I decision? hit it in
2: October.
0: Okay. So in nice. ten months,
2: I hit that okay. that same salary. All right. And so I went away for Christmas break, and I said, "All right, if I if I come back from Christmas break, and because we had a good shutdown at, at that job, came back in January. If I come back in January and I still want to quit." I'll, I'll put my two weeks in. Okay. So, sure enough, came back and I'm like, I still want to do this. So I put my two weeks in first, second week in January, and they're like, "You're like our lead machinist. Could you just stick around a little bit longer than two weeks just out. to help yeah. us out?" Yeah. So I ended up staying till I think end of February or first week of March. Okay. And as you guys know, COVID hit two weeks later. Yeah. yeah. So uh, that was an interesting part of the switch, but it, you know, I did it, and I think I still think. Looking back, if I would have waited another two weeks and COVID would have hit while I was there, I possibly might not
1: have done it.
0: Yeah. Wow. Well, talking to you, we talked to Sip Shine in that last episode. If you didn't listen to episode six, go back and listen to episode six. But uh, Sip Shine, um, it was kind of the same story. You guys starting your business right in the middle of this pandemic. And I don't know about our listeners or our sooseaters, but I find it very inspirational, very motivational that you guys get into that this happens and you guys like i'm still moving forward and i i almost think i mean you could tell us what what lesson did you learn from that that you don't that you may have not learned had it not been for the pandemic um i mean there's opportunity everywhere yeah. a lot
2: of people see a lot of roadblocks a lot of people see red lights yeah and i just like i saw the pandemic happening and me working with title boxing club as all right these gyms are shutting down yeah I could go on an unemployment, yeah. I could ride this wave out, yeah. I could sit home, play games with, you know, yeah. whatever, and I could take the very easy route. Yeah. And that's kind of when the business owner, my mind kind of started thinking, and I'm like, let's be creative. How do we, how do we still serve these clients through yeah. COVID where their business literally has to shut down? How can yep. we help this client? Yeah. And I was like, well, online video, yep. let's make video of all their classes with all their trainers and let's push out so people can work out at home. Boom! the business, started working with different fitness uh, people, started mm-hmm. tapping more into the alcohol industry because alcohol boomed during COVID. Mm-hmm. So finding those industries that like were doing so poorly mm-hmm. and figured out creative ways of like how to market those companies. Yeah.
0: So That's how you grow a business. assume <laughs> yeah, like
1: It was also a survival mechanism because you seen all your coworkers getting laid off. Yeah. You're like, what if I'm next?
0: Yeah, you well, wanted to get laid off. Right. <laughs> so he's I like, please, to be, please I do to be that. next. <laughs> but, but also, like the fact that you didn't have to rely on
2: your company for income, I think that was something that may have motivated you to. Well, well, yeah, and that was potentially the biggest reason I took the jump. Is I loved doing video. I knew that that was the right path for me. What I didn't, and engineering, I love that as well. I just didn't have the control for the engineering. Like I I didn't have control of what I worked on, when I worked on it, all that kind of stuff. So here's your project. Exactly. So I needed, the biggest reason I took that jump is to take control of my life. And if I wanted to go 80 hours a week, I could work 80 hours a week. If I wanted to switch my complete business from fitness to whatever, automotive, I could do that. Where like engineering and working for somebody, you can't typically do that. You can't completely switch an industry of what you're working in. And so having the control was... The most valuable thing to me.
0: Yeah, and going back to the lessons you learned from the whole pandemic, I think that that's an important lesson for everyone. Is if you want to grow a business, you have to learn how to the the to adapt to the situation. You had a plan. This is what I'm going to do. I'm already kind of involved in it. I know what I'm doing. And then the pandemic hits, right? And instead of you saying, "Well, you know what? Let me. I'm going to write this out. And see what happens." Mm-hmm. You say, "Oh no, I got to." There's a challenge, there's an obstacle in front of how do I overcome that? How do I change the plan? How do I change the strategy so that I can continue to succeed? And I think that's important with any business. If you're going to grow a business, if you're going to be successful, is, okay, we have this obstacle. I've got this challenge. How do I change it up so I can continue to be successful? And you learn things from it. In your case, mm-hmm. I think... And you correct me if I'm wrong, but I think you're, you are kind of go outside the box now when it comes to imagining these videos, right? Yeah. You know, I'm going in this direction, now this is happening. How do we get these people... Their clients. For sure. And doing it a different way.
2: Well it gives you yeah, it's a learning experience to show that no matter what roadblock your client is hitting. Yeah. Whether that's a huge thing like COVID coming up yeah. or something happens with their product or whatever it is, whatever is going on in the world, yeah. there's an opportunity for you to get creative and switch the way you market their products so you can still serve them. Yeah. Very interesting.
1: Awesome. Is there any big clients that you want to work with in the future that you haven't with?
2: Red Bull's always been the goal. It's always been the dream client. Coming from the action sports uh, industry, yep. I just, everything they do is so cool. They have message, they have visuals, they have the athletes, they're doing the craziest things. You look at those videos and you're like, how does this sell more cans of Red Bull? They don't, yeah. they drink like one can of Red Bull in the whole thing. <laughs> does this really, for this giant production of this guy building whatever they do, like you watch three films from Red Bull and you're going to be like, how much money do they spend this? I just on watched
1: this? the wakeboarding one this morning. Yeah. Uh, That that looked awesome, just how they were able to do all the things that they do. Yeah. But I guess, I
0: mean, it's. It gives you wings. Well, that's the thing. <laughs> <it does. laughs> well, we know that the president of Red Bull is listening right now. So yeah. Logan is his name. Velo Media. So <laughs> check sick. him Someday. out. Give him a call. It will happen. Yeah. Awesome. It also, absolutely will happen. Fantastic. Well, we appreciate your time, Logan. We appreciate your time, too, Nina. Um, you guys coming out, talking a little bit about it. Again, give us the name of the website so if people can find you. What is that website? Yeah, teamvalomedia.com. Okay. And then if you want to check him out on his tutorials, his other videos on YouTube Velo yep. Media
2: Velo Media on YouTube Velo Media on Instagram should be Velo Media across the board
0: okay all right check them out guys very nice meeting very nice talking with you we appreciate your time yeah. hopefully we can come back later and, and talk a little bit more and see how you've grown. I would, I would love that.
2: And we are growing. We are hiring. So if you oh. know anybody that likes to shoot video, that likes to edit video, that is passionate about this industry. All
0: right. So if if, it's, if anybody grown. is listening right now and they are interested, where do they go to to apply? How do they so get in touch with you?
2: We are going to be putting up job postings very soon for a videographer, for an editor. Um, but if you're interested in anything marketing, we have we're going to be having the position for you in the next six to nine months. You've
0: heard a year, guys. Yes. Get in touch. That's right. Check them out. We're grown, baby. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Well, again, we appreciate your time, man. We really do. Jesus, what what, what do we got, man? Uh, I just want to say thank you for
1: giving us the opportunity to interview you yeah Um, I mean we're growing as well so maybe you could give us some tips (laughs) yeah
2: guys I I love what you're doing I really do I think that you're so good at conversation I think you're great you're prepared on questions you do your research
1: Jesus Um, Jesus does the research as as far as on the set like lighting and and that sort of thing is there anything that you, you think that we might be able to improve on
2: um, I mean you guys are in the learning stages you'll learn what kind of light looks better I would probably soften your lights a little bit Okay. Um, but other than that I'm sure that the sound sounds great you guys have a guy monitoring it yeah. um, I love it I love everything you guys are doing yeah. and, and it comes down to the conversation that's going to make the podcast boom. Yeah. So it's not about you can have whatever mics, whatever lights, whatever yeah. basement you guys People are in. you don't want to listen, it doesn't it's matter. It's the content. Yeah. It's all about the
0: content. Well, I appreciate well, it. Well, hopefully you brought some great content for us here. <laughs> hopefully. <laughs> so, again, once again, we're here with Logan. Check them out, you guys, Velo Media. Uh, this is Jesus. This is Will. Sign out, Forge in the Future. I hope you guys had fun with this episode. And if you guys have any subjects that you want us to cover, anything that you want us to look into, please reach out to us on social media and let us know. Maybe there's something out there that we haven't touched yet and uh, we would love to, to hear from you guys. Thank you very much. Thank you. All right.